Podtacular, the unofficial Halo Universe podcast presents episode 810, More Tangents Than a Geometry Class, recorded live on January 27th, 2022. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Podtacular, the unofficial Halo Universe podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Dust Storm. I am your host, Godzilla T. And I am Haas. Haas is back. Hey. We have hey. a Haas. Hey, buddy. How's it been? He made it. He made it. It's been busy, but it's I been good. I feel you. I feel you. Last two weeks for me, work-wise, has been a slam. Yeah. It's yeah. Uh, and then just Mr. Family interesting times. Here. Yeah. Yeah, right. It's all good. So, gentlemen, how's everything been going Halo-wise? I actually played Halo Infinite Multiplayer for the first time today in over a month. I would like to hear your thoughts. I will gladly share my thoughts. Uh, but before we do that, uh, before we do my thoughts of it, uh, let's do a little potacular update. <coughs> GT, Dragon Friday. We did not do Halo Infinite last week. Yes, no, I we actually did joined not. for we a did, We did do Halo 5. I did not vote. Just to let you guys know, I did not vote. And it was The community unanimous. voted for Halo 5. No, what? There were some. There was other votes. Oh, there was one or two. Yeah. When I last checked, it was unanimous before. It was like yeah. four Halo or five, five votes was, for Halo 5. Halo 5 was picked. And then Halo 5 got played. And we did play Super Fiesta. Uh, yes. We did get in one game of Warzone. One or two games of Warzone. Do I dare say it? Go ahead. <laughs> they were turbo times of Warzone. <laughs> anyway, it's been so yes. long since I've actually done that on the podcast. <laughs> Sorry for making Warzone you remove tur- that pins after saying that we, we wouldn't ever play that again, and we just happened to play it last week. <laughs> you all were gave him probably a fair warning on that. You know what was coming. The uh, podcast listeners, I guess, I'm sorry, I would duck that um, <laughs> I guess they're doing a, ro- you know, the regular Warzone, they're doing rotational. I don't know if it's uh, just a random pick or they, you know, like one week they do turbo and one week they do regular or what? Yeah, I don't know. Because we're both of those. Do we? I think. Do I think one or two games. I think we did two turbo games. Yeah, we did two turbo games. And uh, yeah, so I, I don't know. It was fun. Don't it was a lot of fun. fun. Super Fiesta and Warzone Turbo. Gave me an excuse to pull out a Norfang. There you go. That's nice. The one I had left. Well, the <laughs> one I had. The one you've only ever gotten and you used. And- <laughs> no, actually, I've gotten multiple Norfangs. Um, but they're not they're, they're not quite as bad as Phaetons. Hmm. I, I don't know what it is with that game and not giving me Phaetons. I will never finish the commendations for that game. What the <laughs> co- Phaeton commendations for that game? <laughs> because you just can't get them. <laughs> mm, that's frustrating. Well, that's good. Yeah, we had a good time on Friday. Lots of things blowing up with Super Fiesta weapons. Looking forward Explosions. to explosion. If they ever do something like that with Halo Infinite, that'd be nice. 
You know, there's the weapon variants in campaign. I, I'm I would like those to see them bring the weapon the weapon variants into uh, the super or the Fiesta playlist at least. Um, yeah, because yeah, I mean, really, don't get me wrong. I like Fiesta, but it's kind of the same as playing it in the Master Chief Collection. It now, is. Granted, you do get the random attachment or whatever they call it. You know, you either get the repulsor or uh, the grab hook or, you know, the thruster. Oh, the uh, armor abilities. Yeah. You know, you do. Equipment. That's, uh, Sorry. Equipment, yeah. Th- that gives you the added randomization, but it's it's still not super fiesta. No. You know, people complain about the weapon sandbox in Halo 5, and I think you're stoned. Because <laughs> that basically made the best guy, game type that has ever come out of Bungie and or three four three. It's I think the funnest gun game mechanics of any yeah. Halo experience for me personally. Mm-hmm. You know, honestly, when I actually finally got my hands on Infinite and played through it and saw the limited amount of weapons in it, I was really depressed. Just because I knew I wasn't going to be able to do Halo Infinite Super Fiesta. Oh. Now, I'm not saying that they won't add more weapons later. They may or may not. And they don't have to put them in matchmaking. I, I really don't care. Just customs and Super Fiesta. That's really all they need to be in there for. Yeah. Maybe one day. Yeah, and I mean, in old posts, they used to mention that, you know, adding weapons and stuff like that should be rather easy so uh mm-hmm. we'll see i i hope so i'm hoping it's just an initial wave of you know they're still kind of working on their rollout of initial content and mm-hmm. whenever we get to season two hopefully that will be mm-hmm. another milestone of hey here's some more cool game modes here's some other uh is is, is it forge or co-op campaign that's coming out with season two I forget. Uh, Co-op is season two. Forge is possibly season three. And then Forge is later. Or maybe they'll both come out season two. Maybe if if we're lucky. Maybe. Uh, Don't hold your breath, but yeah, it would be nice. Don't get me wrong. You know, having having Forge delayed three months is bad enough. Six months is worse. Any more than that, it's not good. Yeah, I tell you I, what, I, when I'm they, they launch Forge, that. when they launch Forge, it better blow Halo 5's Forge out of the water. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, seriously. it probably will. It probably will. No, I mean like going from Halo 3 Forge to Halo 5 Forge blow, blow out. It's it's going to have to be something really special. The, there, there are things that Forgers will really like in Forge. Shh. I can't talk about it, but there are things you've that already are said too much. <laughs> You're going to be getting a nasty letter now. <laughs> I got to hype up the people, man. I got to be my 343 sellout. I got to put that hat I, on every I, once I, in a while. I, 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 <laughs> I have confidence it's going to be a significant upgrade, but what's going to be there day one? Because mm-hmm. I, I feel like right now, the, the infinite vibe I have is just like, Okay, here here's the basics and don't worry more will come later. And that's, you know, great because 
we, this is a live service game and we want these things to keep coming and being added to and watch the game grow. But at the same time, right now, we are so content light and all these people are holding on for Forge and it's like, what if Forge comes out, Forge light? And, you know, I, I, I'm, expe- I'm expecting a step above five. But, I mean, where five ended was a pretty good spot. So we just can't see it less than where five was. And that's where Definitely. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of worried that we're going to be in that situation because they're going to be taking kind of like a, a careful approach to this. And that's definitely a legitimate concern just with how Halo Infinite has launched. I mean, even how Halo 5 launched, it, you launched with three game modes with one variant when you have this history of game modes. <coughs> and yeah, was, we'll never know publicly yeah, how development right. has been for Infinite. Granted, I mean, I have, obviously, I development for it's been very rough. Yeah. And having a pandemic going on in the middle of it did not help matters at all. No. There was, they had big goals with Infinite. And I think even a normal three-year cycle was going to be a stretch for Infinite regardless. Even if we didn't have the pandemic. There's a lot they were tooling on early on just with mm-hmm. the engine. Yeah, I mean, they they didn't know until later than I thought that they weren't going to use Unreal from the articles that have kind of come out. I mean, like they were, they were going to use Unreal until, I don't want to say like a year or two ago, but yeah, it was highly considered. <laughs> so so there was a point, there was a point where um, in like the early on in the development cycle, they were basically remaking Halo 5 in the engine. In the mm-hmm. new engine, like I remember during one sit down that they were basically showing off some capabilities of Halo Five in the new engine. So they were really working on the engine for those first year or two years, and for the most part, with the games, it's okay. You have this updates that you're making to the engine. If you take Halo One through Three the core of that engine is the same for all those games. Mm-hmm. Of course, there's additions and tweaks on top of it, Yep. but the core of that engine was the same. And for infinite, they really went down to the nuts and bolts and really stripped out everything and kept the essential pieces for this new engine. So yeah, yeah the blam engine more... still there as a base, but they've built so much more to it. Well, they, they've stripped away everything that they could yeah. To leave what is still the Halo feel as far as like the net code obviously is is going to be a whole lot different. The physics engine is probably what's the underlying experience of Halo that probably still exists. Is the physics engine and uh some of the the meta parts of like how how to calculate certain things mm-hmm. as far as damage damage tables impacts effects it's like there's probably some of those bases that are that make up the foundation of the code and then they have they have taken old parts off and put it on so maybe like if you take the the when you upgrade a car if you replace all the parts is it still the original car type of thing there's probably one or two parts that's still the original so they're mm-hmm. still calling it the you have the no idea how true that is like everybody knows, I work for a company that sells restoration parts. 
there is, and if you look at the early Ford Broncos, okay, these since, are the little scary where I was going, and and yeah. GT's about to elaborate on this. Okay, the original Ford Bronco, you have the direct competitor for the Jeep, the Willys Jeep. You now can buy the entire truck brand new, every piece of it. So people buy a Bronco and they're buying the Bronco for the VIN number and the title. That's it. Hmm. So is it the same truck? (laughs) Got the VIN on it. Like I said, literally they, the only thing that they're keeping from the original truck is the VIN plate on the dash and the title. So is it the same truck? By law, with that title, yeah, it is. <laughs> so, you know, the, the Halo engine, yeah, it is. <laughs> it is the Halo engine, but it's the Halo engine. Is it the Halo engine? <laughs> it's got turbo, it's got nitro, it's got LEDs, it's got in house surround sound, it's got a wet bar. <laughs> well, from a four cylinder to a 12 cylinder, automatic to a six speed. Uh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> anyway. So, anyways, um, needless to say, tangent, uh, publicly, they'll probably never talk about the fine details of what time was spent in development, where, how far along they were before pandemic hit and whatnot. But investors also play a part into that stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, you know that. A lot of <clears throat> people at the studio probably wanted to wait until more things were ready, but they didn't. And I keep saying this over and over again. Good on them for at least hunkering down and trying to get the things that they could get out working. Yeah. Minus the matchmaking issues, which that I feel like. Oh. Uh, I feel, <laughs> you know, I find that really I mean, Halo's, weird. Halo's not the only game that suffers from matchmaking issues at launch. And it also didn't help that they launched the game a week before all of Microsoft goes on holiday. Yeah. No, the, the, what really gets me is that we have the Halo Infinite beta <laughs> and everything <laughs> works. Okay? I mean, big team works, uh, bot matches work, the rank works, everything works. Don't get me wrong, there were some small glitches, but, you know, nothing game-breaking. Then they launch the game and Big Team quits working. What'd they do? Well, Big Team wasn't... Big Team was there. Yeah, it was working. Beta? Yeah. Was it? Okay. Yeah. Yep. All, yeah, because we were playing mo- it on Dragon Fridays. The whole multiplayer experience okay. was there. Well, it's just like Windows updates. You update one thing and you break 20 things. With I The mean, legacy that, that's of how, Microsoft. That's not just Microsoft. That's just code. When you have like billions said, and trillions of lines of code. I mean, it... It, I don't know what all changed in the background, honestly. But I mean, from our perspective, the only thing really changed is the beta got rebooted from the title. You know, it is now Halo Infinite multiplayer, not Halo Infinite multiplayer beta. So, what switch did you guys flip? Yeah, that broke big team. It's just really weird, and I don't know if it was just the you know, additional influx of people actually hitting the game, you know, th- now that it was officially released. Holiday sales? I mean, everyone opened I, it's up It's a free-to-play for... multiplayer. 
you didn't, you didn't sell anything. I don't think, uh, I'll be honest, I don't think numbers spiked after the campaign launched. I think numbers spiked when multiplayer launched, and that's our peak. That yeah. That's what I'm curious about, because... That's, that's a good point. I, I, I mean, campaign is obviously a draw to those who care, but let's be real. I mean, Steam had 250 plus mm-hmm. thousand. You have all the Game Pass people, you know, everybody on their Xboxes and all that. I don't think campaign really drew in those kinds of numbers. I mean, I could even pull up just Steam because those are the only public numbers that will well, I'm not necessarily saying find, you know, the release of campaign brought them in, but the fact that the game was no longer called a beta. Like I said, right. I, I don't know what the multiplayer increase was between when it was a beta and then when it was a, you know, a full game. Yeah, I just don't have the numbers because I didn't look. And it's, yeah, I'm just, what changed to break the game? Could be anything. You I mean, see how was there often- something in the beta that... You know, was the code in the beta that much different than the code from the you know the release game? They probably tried to fix something that was an issue, and they broke two other things. Yeah, that's I mean, honestly just, probably what happened. the The numbers. I mean, on November sixteenth, there was two hundred fifty six thousand users on Steam. On November on December eighth, it peaked at one forty seven, and then it is. Just, so there was even less people on. Yeah, it's via Steam. and it's just gone down since. I know. Yeah, yep. we don't need to harp on that. Nope. Nope. Uh, anyways, uh, achieving Halo. <laughs> since we didn't get to that yet, uh, Bobby and I did some more Halo Wars, grinding out general rank. Did not find anybody else in matchmaking on Sunday, so managed to actually get. Quite a few matches done. So I think between the two of us, we have another 12 matches, maybe. So another five, six hours before we both get our last achievement in Halo Wars. So that should be fun. Cool. Uh, Haas, do you want to talk about what you've been up to lately? Or should I go into my experience with multiplayer? I, I, you know, I, I... I I would rather just hear what you have to say about your experience on Halo Infinite because okay, and then Haas will be the Debbie Downer afterwards. Some, no, yeah, no, some no, jaded. I, look, I, I, I've, <laughs> I I'm just gonna say I've put my hours in for now, so I'm I'm kind of curious where you haven't been playing, so you're kind of coming in fresher. Like you're not you're not riding through all these highs and lows. You're obviously seeing them. Mm-hmm. But your experience is going to be a lot different because you haven't been dealing with the BTB issues and stuff like that. So I'm kind of right. curious where you right. feel. Okay. So today was the first day, like I said at the beginning of the podcast, that I touched Halo Infinite matchmaking, or maybe, yeah, matchmaking in about a month. And I was playing Attrition, so I wasn't doing any big team stuff. And I actually had fun with it. I, only went in by myself. I went up with randoms, won two games, lost one game. Uh, I did go in and check. I was level one in the battle pass. I, I had 120 XP, so <laughs> that was oh, how far man. behind I was. <laughs> and after the three games, I'm almost done with level two. <laughs> so it is very different, the progression <laughs> between 
the, how it was and how it is now. So I, I wasn't crazy. I was actually level one. Attrition is kind of cool, actually. Um, being able to, it, it's it does feel a little bit like extermination from Halo Five. A little bit of that breakout, kind of take both of those and mash them together. That's kind of what you have with the lives pool in attrition. And the three rounds helps uh, kind of balance things out a little bit. Uh, had some good runs with some teammates. Had some questionable runs. Overall, I actually did pretty pretty well. And it was it was decent fun. Nothing that completely blew my mind out of the water, but it was nice to actually have kind of a a different way of doing Slayer, and I kind of actually prefer it a little bit to just kind of the the normal fifty grind. I mean, there is a place for the fifty grind, but just hopping in solo, I think I would much prefer uh, attrition than Slayer. I think a Slayer would be more of a get people together to play with and, and do that and I'd probably have more fun slayer wise doing that. Again, I haven't played in a while, so mileage may vary when I actually decide to go in and actually get my first rank because I still am not ranked yet either. <laughs> that still hasn't happened yet, so um but yeah. Yeah. I like attrition. Attrition is a pretty cool mode. Um obviously there are elements in there that make me a little salty. Um but I, I, the the hybrid of Slayer and the one death mode. I mean, it's not a one death mode, but I I, I like a lot of those elements. I kind of wish the the final kill circle did more damage and would pick more than just dead center of the map because I think that would be a cool element. You know, just force a push or you know maybe teams have to maybe it's a smart smart hill that kind of goes to a middle ground, you know, balance between the two teams. And it says, okay, here, here's a slot. And that'd be pretty neat, but you know, it, it's early. I do hope this mode stays in. I think it would be a great addition to competitive. If it took like not every team slayer slot, but like you said, it's kind of like a fresh change of the 50 grind and get it in there and, you know, see what see what some of these competitive teams can do with it. I think it'd be a really exciting, fun mode to see those comebacks when a team is out of lives early and somebody pulls off the clutch revive or something along those lines. I would be really, I think, a, a very exciting from a spectator standpoint. I think you'd, you'd probably want to increase the lives pool for competitive if, if you did that. And I would also be curious to see if maybe doing the normal... Uh, 50 kill slayer but having it where you do have that life pull at the end where okay if someone goes down if you manage to pull a clutch comeback and revive your teammates and you can kind of have this almost like a stalemate overtime scenario where it's like okay mm-hmm. you really need to eliminate the other team in order to win curious how that that'd would be, turn out that'd be, yeah that would I would at least like to see it tested and no no issues with that. I, I, I kind of feel like the twentieth, twenty-ish range would be better with the rounds because then you kind of are getting closer to that fifty mm-hmm. life range. But yeah, and that would keep people moving because I, I, one worry is if is kind of like a higher skill level would these guys just kind of like be more stationary in their play rather than aggressive. I feel 
if they have breathing room, they can kind of pull off a little bit more aggression when money's on the line and they got to play smarter. So, yeah, when you have that life pool that you don't have to worry about early on and then it starts dwindling down cuz you had those those times back in Halo 3 and Halo Reach MLG where you get down to those last six kills and it is a standoff. It's whoever makes yeah. the wrong move is the one that's going to suffer. And then there's the three kill run and then the other team makes the three kill run and now it's 48-47 and there's just one person that sticks their head out and there's one more and it's now 49-47 and there's then the comeback, the three, like someone just mm-hmm. sneaks in right underneath someone's radar and manages to get, yeah. You don't see those too much these days, but at least yeah, I think we're still early on in this Halo Infinite competitive world, and I think a lot of people are still figuring stuff out. I, it uh, it's pretty scary to see what Shyway comes up with for content every week. <laughs> it seems like there's a new a new skill that Frosty or you know one of those guys Renegade Renegade is currently like one of those like freaks right now. <laughs> you know, it's just like every slide I, I watched. Shyway like pull it off. He got around um streets in like less than a minute. And, wow. Uh, like just sliding, like going full outside through the middle. And it was it made it made me feel really old and really slow. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. And it, it's been a it's been a while since I've seen a game or gameplay that has done that. I wonder if because the gameplay is so rapid now and so quick that you don't get those standoffs as much anymore because going back to Halo 3 and Halo 2 it definitely feels a lot slower than Halo 4, Halo 5, Halo Infinite. So I wonder if there is something to just how you play Halo now that those that, this game does seem to complement aggressive play more than it does slow standoff. It's smart but still the aggressive play seems to be very well rewarded in this game. And I, I think that is by design, which is good. And that, cause that keeps the excitement as a spectator up. And makes it, it a lot more keep, watchable. Right. Cause you, you're, you're not like sitting here watching, you know, I don't know how many of you remember the old ghost recon days where a match lasted an hour because nobody moved and it's just waiting for one person to peak. Like it just, those matches were really boring to watch. <laughs> They were intense, and then the intensity just kind of slowly fizzles out. Yeah, so something happens, like, and then you're like, oh, wait, wait, something might happen. I'm going to go grab a burger. <laughs> I'm done. This will be a while. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've always liked, back in the day, Halo 2 and Halo 3, not that I liked Halo 3's multiplayer, Um, they, even back then, they always felt kind of slow-paced to me. Like, that 15-minute timer seemed like it was a half hour. Mm-hmm. But then mm. you know, Halo Four came along. Well, even even in Reach, it picked up the pace. The pace seemed to pick up a little bit. Sprint man. Well, I mean, <laughs> I, even I the, that did pay, that did play a part in it. But the aggressiveness of the player changed in Reach as well, because now you have all these abilities that aren't pickups, and you can. Be more tactful, be more aggressive in your attacks. You know, like with the armor lock, I mean, you can become invulnerable for 
a brief amount of you're immobile, but you know, still. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody throws a grenade at you, you can armor lock, not take any damage off of it, and then continue to continue the fight. But yeah, it's progressively gotten a lot more fast paced, and I honestly enjoy it a lot better. You know, I always enjoyed the pace of the gameplay when it came to Halo Five. Halo Five is is fun. I mean, multi- multiplayer it it hits the sweet spot. Mm-hmm. At least for me. Uh, I mean, gameplay, movement mechanics. I mean, Super Fiesta is kind of a testament to, I yeah. think, everything that Halo Five culminated to that and Horizon Turbo. Well, I mean, even the regular even the regular game modes are fun to play. Oh yeah. I would, you know, when they actually gave out rank packages, uh, I'd always go in and I would rank up and, you know, I'd get my rank in free-for-all. You know, I'd play my 10 matches. And even even after that, I would still play free-for-all. And I had fun. It was enjoyable. Frustrating as hell sometimes. <laughs> right. After a time for both Halo 5 and the Master Chief Collection, it's been fun to play. And... I guess I'm holding out hope a little bit that Infinite gets to that point because it is it is still early on. Granted, there I mean, you can have your arguments of they should have had more content at launch. Yeah, they always could, and they probably wanted to, but investors, timelines, constraints, COVID, whatever is in the way there. But I mean, these everyone at three four three is passionate about it. They've all played the games. They all want all these experiences to come back. It's not like they're intentionally holding things out. It's just, you can only do so much so quick. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm, I'm hopeful that a lot of these things that people are asking about will come to fruition. And guess what? Three for three, just cut all the store prices in half last week. So they're listening and they're making changes and they pushed out two BTB well, updates in a week. They, they updated the store last week, and then they changed it again. They're testing a couple different ways of handling the store. Last week, I thought was all right. This week, not so good. <laughs> and, oh, I, I, uh, I yeah. They they kind of did this like individual item or like smaller bundle where last week was more like a huge significant price cut, and last week felt a lot better than this week has. Well, they're they're trying out the suggestions that the community's given them. Yeah, you know, they said they were going to be trying multiple things this the rest yeah. of the season. You know, I've heard community members saying they would like to be able to buy a piece of armor, not have to buy a set of armor. I think it would almost be nice to give people like, say, four hundred credits or something like that, and just say we're going to try something out. Here's something you can test with. I mean, granted, that would that would stick and probably take from the pool, but. I mean, well, they've also talked about uh, rewarding credits for play. For season two, yes. So that's something that's coming. So potentially, who knows how how much how many credits you're going to get, but potentially you could save your credits up through the season and buy the next season. Yep. Mm-hmm. That is one big thing. They did say that that's coming. The for season next two, season's yes. ba- next season's battle pass will have credits, which is good. That that is a change. I don't know if they said they wasn't even. I don't know if they said they, they didn't it will have much. it, or if they said that. No, they did say they will have it. Okay. You know, there's they're they're definitely trying different things because obviously the first one, first iteration, pissed a lot of people off, and 
fair enough. But you know, for me, the pricing was an issue, but it wasn't the issue. Yeah, I agree. You know, the like- issue with the store and the customization is how locked down it is. How inflexible the, fact the customization multiple- system is. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they, and you know, I've said this a hundred times. They compared this customization system to Reach's customization, and they're dead wrong. Yeah, that was yes, a the pieces are there, but you are very locked down to what you can do in Infinite compared to what you could do in Reach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the customizability is not the same. Honestly, you know, don't get me wrong. I'm happy with they're doing what they're doing with the store because it did need some work, but. I'm waiting to see what they do for the actual customization on freeing up the resources to allow people to do things the way they want to. You know, honestly, I don't really care if I put on a set of arms and a chest where it leaves a hole in my shoulder. If it's what I want to, you know, if it's the set that I want to look at, then that's fine. (laughs) That's why Spartans have undersuits. Yeah. I've been kind of thinking about like what what does the ideal store look like to me? And my my store people can get very opinionated on that real quick. <laughs> uh, uh, so my my ideal store the prices the way they were were fine to me. Like if you look at the industry as a whole, you have that 25 primarily 20, 15, 10 and $5 items. You have those in your store. I think what should have been done because of Halo's legacy of customization, the big, you know, $20 item or whatever, it's a bundle. You get a bunch of different items, you know, the seven, seven, let's say five to seven items. Let us go into that bundle and buy specific things. Yeah. If you buy each piece individually, it's going to equate to more than if you bought the whole bundle complete. But you're allowed to buy these items at a cheaper price. If you only if you only want a visor, let us buy that that one visor inside this bundle for, say, two or three bucks rather than twenty dollars. Say, say you save 20 percent by buying everything together rather than, you know, the one you have set seven things in the bundle, but each individual item costs five bucks. Yeah, right. And, you know, I mean, we'll say five for now, but you know, yeah, I'm just, but I, know, I, I think that nice round, that number. is the best way to do it. If, because Halo, Halo fans are all about customization and you know, I, yes, other games you can buy like a bundle where you get like Fortnite, you get like a little parachute, you get a, your character skin and a gun skin and I don't know, a dance move or whatever. So, but Fortnite has its own legacy r- roadmap. Halo has a 20 year legacy of people wanting to wear certain ways or look certain ways. And obviously that has evolved, but now it's time to, I think it's time for halo to kind of like take that and let us just buy one thing and let, let people really fully buy or customize their Spartan, how they see fit rather than these bundles and one item at a time, because now we're complaining about one item costs too much. We're arguing about the value of one item. And I think if you just kind of let everybody bundle everything and get it at a cheap price for all those items, 
if you really break it down, I think that's the way to go. Yeah, you know, I, I've said the same thing. That I didn't really have a huge problem with the pricing. I thought it was a little on the expensive side. But the problem I had is what I got for that 5 bucks, for that $10, for that $20. It just, it was meh. If I'm going to spend mm-hmm. 20 bucks, I want a full set of armor. Uh, you know, I want the core, I want the arms, I want the legs, I want the helmet, vi- everything. I- anything that's tied to that set of armor, especially with the way they've got things set up. I think a big crux um, of it is the customization that we get is not nearly as flexible as it was in Reach, and people were expecting mm-hmm. that. So I think that's one underlying thing that needs to change. The pricing, I That's thought, my big problem with it, yes. The pricing, I thought, was too expensive. I do like the idea of if you want one thing within a certain battle pass or, or bundle or whatever, let people buy it. If they end up buying to what the full thing is, just give them the full thing. If they end up paying as much in the pack for that full thing. And also make it to where you have maybe certain packs for for cheap. Like maybe they're super common type things and maybe you can yeah. put a bundle of armor together for 20 bucks so like okay you can get all of the halo 3 customization for 20 bucks and here's all the different armors and visors that you could get mm-hmm. like make make some like because the armor that you the customization that you get right at the gate is very limited you get it's pathetic to nothing and like all the well, other I mean, games you have a, a decent amount and you can unlock a good range of selections in the matter of playing it for a week there's nothing like that for infinite like there needs to be some level of okay here's a standard set that everyone can get either relatively easily through unlocking or for super cheap and just like here's here's just a full kind of basic typical halo armor set your your evas your recons for like 20 bucks and like okay or or give it some of to us as unlocks through multiplayer and have those be persistent store items that you can go and get. It's like, okay, once you've played the game for, for this long and you've racked up uh, this much XP or this many credits or something, this is something that you can always go back and, and get. I feel like there's, there's not some kind of just standard set of customization that be common for everyone to get that we've had in past Halo games. That's, that's just missing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, 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 I think the pricing, my, my stance on it is, and I, I'm sure this is exactly what the marketing team did, is they looked, for this case, because it makes some money, they looked at what other games do for their store items and where each thing was priced, like their tiers of priced items. They were like, okay, those are all the points we need to hit. And they did. I think just Halo fans kind of have this, like a, I use the word a lot, but this legacy of customization that was locked behind this paywall now. And I, I mean, to me, I think every legacy piece of armor, core, basic, whatever, should just be available to people. Like every helmet, if it's been in a Halo game to date, fine. It's the skins, it's the coding, coding, you know, the patterns, the gun. All that profit there. That's where you can get a profit. I, you know, I, well, what? so I think the new stuff is where they should really get the profit. Like yeah. the the coatings and colors, honestly, 
those should never be more than three dollars. Never more than like your basic colors should be a dollar or two. If they're basic, but like if there's unique ones, like I think like a a mega chrome or an animated one, like because there's like two different something like there's like what two purples or two blues and what was it? You're paying five different reds, like seven (laughs) dollars for a blue for a shade of blue. It's like no, like if it's like if there's something that's themed to a football team's colors or something like that, okay, maybe make that five dollars. But if it's just a normal color combo, that would be a pretty standard thing. I think base colors, and I, I you know, I think they tried to cover the base color, but they didn't even have pink. It was six. It was six freaking colors. Yeah, like I, I, I don't understand. I don't. I don't understand. I don't. Like, I think I think I, they're missing I the basics. I, I think so. For pricing, they're missing the basics. There should be just be a set of basics that are super cheap. The the things that are out with this event right now, the the cyber event, like all the neon stuff. Yeah, ma- that makes sense. That's all new stuff. Make that a little bit more pricey. All the weapon charms. That's brand new to Halo. It's flashy. Make that a little more pricey. All the different emblems for all the. Teams that you want to support competitively, sure, make those a little pricey. You're supporting the team and you're supporting the game at the same time. Makes sense. I mean, those are ten bucks, and I think those are the best looking coatings in the game. Besides, I really like the Iron Man one, but like those are the best. Yeah, but like for things that are distinct to things outside of Halo or that are new, that's where I think you should really try to make the money. Whereas things yeah. that are staple, that are legacy, those should be gimmies. Those should be your your onesie twosie dollar type things. Make your make a red versus blue red. Make a griff ball make or make a griff orange for two bucks. It's like I think there's some simple right. wins that could appease everybody, could appease the, the legacy fans. They're like, okay, I I can get my core set of armor and like okay, so your core is armor color. That's your for legacy Halo fans, that's your customization. Basic sets of armor and color. Just think about it this way. Red versus blue couldn't do all their like characters without spending money. And I don't even know if they could probably do all their characters right now because those colors aren't all available or haven't been available. They probably got some unlocked from 343 honestly. I mean, they probably <laughs> did, but like I, I, or if they're even they're oh not God. they're probably not even in infinite yet other than no. the couple of shorts that they've done because there's not forge available yet yeah, and custom- just like i just i just think about those kinds of things i'm like i mean yeah they probably get some special access but like still it you can't replicate your favorite character from red versus blue right now <laughs> without spending money or something like it's just it's absurd it it just uh yeah weird and where weird, and weird. where is the legendary unlock you get the master chief armor that's been in every halo game yeah, I mean, their that? flagship armor seems to be the Mark Seven, and you, Where is you it? have to grind ninety something levels of battle pass to get it, or maybe it's eighty seven or something. The Mark Seven helmet, excuse me, the core you get right off the bat. Anyways, we've rented on the battle pass for quite some time. Yep, and we'll rant on it again. So, <laughs> the next time they change something. Which will be what in a few days? It sounds like at this point. Uh, well, Next yeah, week. I think they'll probably slow down the cadence of the change. But we would love to hear your thoughts on what you think the battle pass should look like, or what you think would be best. So 
Drop us a comment in our Discord or hit us up on social media. We'd love to hear what you think about that next time we talk about it because we'll probably be talking about it every for every podcast from here to the next season while they keep making changes. Anyways, <clears throat> did we get to your experience with Infinite and your... Uh, uh, briefly. No. Yeah, br- <laughs> we've got <laughs> so many tangents for the podcast tonight. Yeah, it, it, uh, briefly, then we started talking about the store. Yeah, I, I really do try not to just be a ranter, but I, I think we're passionate. There, there, we're not ranting. Level, we're we're, we're passionately a, ranting. There's a level of passion and frustration here right now. Yeah, that I'm just. I I feel okay. I'll just say where I'm at with Halo Infinite right now is unless there's an an event going on or I have a group of friends and BTB is fixed, I will not be playing right now. I I, I completed the battle pass. I got the rank goal that I wanted to hit. I got into Onyx. I was happy. And now I just feel like I'm playing for nothing. Every time I get on, I'm it's a sweat fest. I'm sorry, moving all the HUD elements to the bottom of the screen did not make the game less sweatier than Halo 5 for me. I just... I didn't think it was supposed to, but okay. No, they that that is in their blog. Really? They they found in research that people said the HUD elements being at the top of the screen made matches feel sweatier, so they moved it to the bottom. I thought they said ice strain. I heard ice no, they strain. Said, they they said the matches were felt sweatier. Ice strain is in there too, but I I assure you, I I think they correlated some data that shouldn't have been correlated. They. Pro- <clears throat> I I honestly don't think I I don't I don't judge the sweatiness of a match by where the yeah, head see, is. Uh, <laughs> I'd I'd like to know these people that, that they were talking confirming. to. Yeah, I, I that's what I wanted to know. I was like, I've never felt that way about a HUD element, but um, because honestly, when the games like that, I'm I, I'm barely having time to look at the HUD. Yeah, I, I, shorter the radar. Well, it felt like. That's such a silly comment, but I think there's yeah, probably guess, a psychological link between the eye strain and sweaty because you have to focus probably. more. So I think they, <clears throat> I think they incorrectly attributed sweatiness to that element. I've just never felt that with Halo's HUD and the information it presented. Like, but who knows? But yeah, I've I've achieved everything. It was a stupid change. Every, honestly, I, like the mode I enjoy the most is ranked, but I get punished if playing ranked. If I'm not playing with people in like similar mindset, skill set, you know, kind of stuff like that, because then I watch my rank go down and then I'm not having a good time. My friends are not having a good time because they're getting pulled into sweatier matches, even sweatier than they want to. And who wants to get stomped every a majority of the games? And you go into the social playlist and you just even in Fiesta, I'm like, why are these Fiesta matches so sweaty? Like. Fiesta is supposed to be just stupid fun. I'm like, oh my gosh, every game comes down to five to ten kills tops. And, and like, I don't know. I go I go into Fiesta and I just want to blow stuff up. I, I There's just, without Big Team, Big Team was kind of like the escape from it because there's so many players you can have that looser skill range of players. You can go in with all your friends. Just have big team battle chaos fun and with it not working especially in bigger parties it kind of like destroyed that ability for me and my friend group i'm just gonna speak specifically so right now 
I'm just going to kind of take a step back. I'm, I'm not saying I'm never coming back. I'll definitely come back and play the game. I, I do think there is a lot to build on here. I am concerned about how long it's going to take to build on that. But it's just time for a breather. Yeah, you know, I, 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 I completed all my season one stuff. I said from the get go, I am for sure at least going to complete season one and see how I feel. And right now I feel exhausted and I'm I'm just not able to have that kind of like casual fun experience with my friends. So right now I'm just going to kind of just dabble in other games and, you know, I'll check in from time to time. I'm not saying I'm uninstalling the game I'm, <laughs> or anything like that. I just right now it's time to take a breather, enjoy some other games, see what 343 can cook up in the meantime and. Yeah, I'll be back on the grind for season two because I I know they're gonna have a new carrot to to chase after, and I, I got a hundred levels of battle pass that I'll need to do, and I'll look forward to that when we get there. What do you think is making it so sweaty for you? Because like in in the way, I don't know if three four three can really con- control that. That it it is their skill based matchmaking. It is and. and I, I I know that they have the data that says m- more players have fun when it's more even that. Yeah. Like, when it's more even. And I, <laughs> and I don't I don't disagree with that data, but I do think when you're like on a different side of the hill that doesn't exist the same way, one way or the other. Like if you're a horrible player and you can't aim, you're not really having fun. But if you're on the other side of the hill where Everybody, it, it's a smaller base, so you're kind of like tighter in those groups. It's harder there. So I think I probably just fall on that side of it where it's a smaller base, so we don't have as many options and a bigger pool of players to pull from. Where I think if you're kind of, I think if you were in that like platinum golds segment, I think you actually got it pretty good right now i i think that's where you can have fun you can because i don't think you're there to like go pro or you know, i'm not going pro but you're just too good you're, you're just <laughs> you just you're you're having fun like gaming is like when you you halo is your game that you're just gonna jump on and play with your friends and then sign off for the night and call it a good but uh right now i think that's the skill-based matchmaking the system is working as designed and i don't doubt that it's working to the way they need it to and should but i do think it kind of just it caters to the mass which it should and i don't think i'm in that i'm not quite in that mass right now gotcha well i definitely say that i've played the game played games both ways and i will say that i'm an average player some nights i'm good sometimes i'm Better crap. <laughs> Same. But I know that I've played a game where it had skill-based matchmaking. It don't get me wrong, when I played the game, it was a tough game. But I never really considered it sweaty. I considered it a challenge. But then same game, same game mode, you take away skill-based matchmaking. Now I get this pro-level player playing against this average guy and he's going 25, 25 kills, second place, four kills. 
there's only one guy in that game that had fun. I'm sorry. I totally you agree know, I, with what you're saying. I, yeah, I, I don't, I, you disagree. know, I understand that the one percenters, it, it, <laughs> it, it well, let me finish. Haas is about to throw down his it, headset. <laughs> it does get Wish frustrating having to play at that level every time. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not discounting that. And I just don't want people I don't want 343 to change the ranking systems for a small part of the community, but it would be nice if they could find some other way to let that particular group of players have fun, like fixing big team. Oh, Um, (laughs) well, and, and this could be just a fact of, there are so many players, so there's more players to match that are closer to you. And maybe once population mm-hmm. kind of levels out, there will be more of those variances in social where it's a little bit more of that ebb and flow of, okay, it's not going to be exactly balanced every time, but you, you'll have some up games, you'll have some down games. And that's for some people, that's where the fun is. It's like, okay, I can have a fun time and lose. And yeah, I lost and I can have a fun time and I win. And yeah, it was cool to, to beat them by 12 points or something well, like that. I will have to say that, Ever since, like, Halo 4-ish, late Halo 3, Halo 4-ish, I've noticed that the skill-based matchmaking has gotten better in increments. I mean, so far, Halo 5's had the best version of the skill-based matchmaking for me. I felt that I had opponents that were challenging but not overpowering, which that makes the game fun for me. Some people call that sweaties. That makes the game fun for me. It gives me a challenge. And when I'm in multiplayer, that's what I want. I want to shoot people. But that's how I get better is playing people that are in the same area as me. Not necessarily the same level, but at least close. Because that lets me learn learn new techniques at the rate that I learn. Which, when it comes to that kind of stuff, it's slow. I think I just finished my rank matches in Halo Infinite, and I ranked in uh, somewhere in gold, I think gold four or something like that. Where in Halo Five, I was in platinum. So you know, my skills are yeah, I'm still working on the skills. So go ahead, Hoss. I I, I think from my perspective, what what I'd like to see at least tested probably has been. They probably have the data that obviously I don't. But I think for social, if, say, you're a diamond player, you're going to match with, you're going to have, like, a, a a low onyx, mostly diamond, and high platinum player pool to kind of, like, pull from. So mm-hmm. you can kind of have some flexibility. You, you might get stomped here or there. You might stomp here or there. But most of your matches should be, let's say, in a 10-kill range. If it was a team slayer match, right? And then if you feel like you're an Onyx, you go you go to high Onyx all the way, I think through Diamond would be good. And then if you're platinum, you get the gold, you get the a little diamond. I think there's some crossover that you could have there. Yeah. And I, and, I agree with you, Hoss. And I know I know that's there and ranked to a point, but I, I I just I'm right now I just I don't know if it's player pool wise or what, but it just, 
it's rough. It 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 is it's rough. I I have friends that are similar rank to me even, but when they run with me versus when they run with other friends, they're not having a good time. And it's it's such a weird it it seems so tight, but you know how a person did in their placement matches or whatever. However, the status pool people just aren't having that much fun and it kind of stinks sometimes because you especially when you party up you want to have you want to have fun with your friends that's ultimately what we all want to be doing when we're Mm -hmm. playing games online and when people aren't doing that and you're part of that group when i mean we've all had those parties where somebody is not having fun and it just it pulls a whole mood down and everybody either gets off or the party disbands and then you're just like well that wasn't the way i wanted it to go Mm -hmm. well you know it's like when we do master chief collection Everybody knows how I feel about Halo 3. Anyway, um, you know, after we get, because I, I don't care, I don't I care what 343 say, says, the game's waited to play Halo 3. I agree. And after, like, the fourth Halo 3 match in a row, I will remove Halo 3 from the sort. Mm-hmm. I know everybody loves Halo 3. And that's fine. I will put up with it for a little while. But after four straight games, I just, I have to take a break. Yeah. It's the Master because Chief it, Collection, not the Halo 3 Collection. Yeah. It's, uh, because it's frustrating to me and it makes, makes it where I'm not having fun. And the nice thing with Master Chief Collection is you have that ability. You can't do that in Halo Infinite. <laughs> you know, you can't just turn off the one thing that's, bothering you for some reason part of that to me seems it's a combination of mentality you go in with and then the the game modes and maps that you're you're playing on and obviously with with the launch of multiplayer they're they're probably wanting to target a specific style of play but social mm-hmm. should have a little bit more of those casual game modes i think so i, I I think it's kind of just both of those things, really. It's it's kind of what's the mindset you're going into play, and then are there the game modes there that really support it? Because, I mean, the the well, difference yeah. on that for Halo Three is basically, are you AR starts with normal movement and gravity, or are you BR starts with the MLG settings? And that was really yeah. the only difference. Like, it's a very small difference, but but it makes a huge difference in the gameplay. I don't think ranking really pulls in pulls much weight in that is more just what's the style of the match that you're playing and maybe that's where they need to work on some social stuff and I mean attrition feels kind of social in that regard well I will say that part of the problem is the lack of game modes Mm -hmm. or I should say the limited list of game modes we currently have we just don't, we don't have things like infection where, yeah, or, or, you know, I, I'm not a griff baller, don't care for it, whatever, but, but we it just was don't have the, it was something different where we can just go and yeah, uh, not your routine gameplay loop. And right now we just can't have that. And it, it, I think it's hurting the experience overall for mm-hmm. the game. Cause I mean, that's where social thrived in, in games like Halo three and Halo reach. Stockpile, Territories, Headhunter, VIP, Infection. 
It's like, okay, they're they're non-standard Custom competitive. Games. Yeah. And I for some reason I think most Halo games have launched in this state where they focus on a core set of matchmaking experience at launch and then they slowly expand after launch. I don't think we've ever seen a Halo game really launch with a full set of social and ranked matches. It's always been well, you have this they've small... launched with more. I mean, this game more released than, with three. Yeah, they yeah. they've released with a lot more than Halo Five and Infinite have. I mean, Halo Three, you had you had your social and you had your ranked playlist. You had capture flag. Uh, you had two capture flags, two flag, one flag. You had one bomb. Uh, you had assault. Well, that's you all had, customs. I'm talking matchmaking playlists. No, I'm talking matchmaking. In matchmaking. At the very uh, start? You had big team battle? Yes, at the very start. You had Warzone? <laughs> no, uh, well, I'm talking Halo 3. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, you, know, you had your big team battle. You had uh, free-for-all. Infection may not have been there. We had objective. We had... Um, but yeah, you slider. had a... You had a much wider variety of game types that you could play. Now, granted, yes, the map selection was smaller, but it was still bigger than what we have now, which, you know, granted over, over time, it did grow. You are right. Dust. It did expand over time, but it started with more variety at the beginning. And then you get into, you know, you get into custom games and, you had your forge. You had all your custom game settings, uh, all your custom game types that you could do. That you know, five and infinite have not launched with, which is a big chunk of it. <laughs> I mean, even the even the just just the custom game settings, you know, those are super limited right now in infinite, and they were same way in Halo Five. So you know, <laughs> it's been a while since I played that. I, I believe you. Uh, I reach, believe you. reach head chest. Actually, I think I still got that on my file in in my uh, saved games. Maybe I'd have to look. Hmm. Well, either way, there's definitely a lack of playlists and game modes. I think that really could feed that mm-hmm. social itch. That I think Haas is kind of getting at. But I'm I'm kind of in the camp with Haas. I like it being more evenly matched. I think it's a lot more fun experience to not get slammed or slam necessarily uh, another team. So, yeah. and yes, reach we'll chess. Not in matchmaking, but it did have chess. You you are right about that. Hey, with Tudor. I always, I always thought it was uh, impressive that you were able to set up a chess game in Halo. And the rules there, I think the only thing that didn't work was when you get into a checkmate, it just didn't really do anything. No, it didn't, but I mean, you know, who is it? Um, oh, who was that? Actually made it where you can play Rochambeau in Reach. Yeah, someone modded that in. No, it wasn't a mod. Mm. No, it was not a mod. They Did he they use built, the custom? They used Forge to literally build an engine that could you could play Rochambeau. Rochambeau. Huh. And get a random, uh, well, a somewhat random answer. Okay. God, who was that? Um, 
Something duck. What was it? Pete the duck? Psycho duck. Pete the duck, yeah. Gosh, you you guys are right. They did have a lot of playlists. Team Slayer, Social Skirmish, Rumble Pit, Lone Wolves, Multi-Team, Rocket Race, mm-hmm. Social Doubles. Like I said, you know, that's the biggest problem. And All right, three, four, three. We need Halo three. We need Halo three style of playlist. Is a problem <laughs> that in itself creates a different problem because now you've stretched your community across a wide range of playlists. So each playlist has a relatively low population. Well, with it being so the largest I'm, I'm launch not, of any Halo title, I think there's enough players. At launch, there were. Yes. Now there's not. Yes. But I mean, if you have 300,000 players modes, still playing, or is it 30,000? Yeah. Well, they had 200,000. So it's was 30, it just 000. on Steam, it's, right? It's thirty, about probably 30,000 now, or 90,000. 90, but anyway. I mean, that's a lot of players that you could still fill out a good 10, 12 hoppers. Well, what I'm saying is, you know, like in the team objective, say team objective playlist, you have... What three game types? Oddball, flag, flag, oddball, and and um, uh, strongholds. Yeah, that one. Where in team objective on Halo Three, how many did you have? <laughs> A lot. <laughs> like I said, I'm not saying they needed to create individual playlists for every single game mode, but it would be nice to have more variety. Well, and same and in the it- Slayer playlist, a more variety of Slayer type games and not to mention more maps definitely more maps i i certainly think there is a element of this that is contributed by a lack of modes and maps because it once it be mm-hmm. once it becomes the same experience over and over again it does feel like a grind it does feel sweaty it feels like you're not mm-hmm. having fun like it's not so i i think that's definitely a part of it too on a good note i finally unlocked the achievement where you kill three people with the oddball <laughs> Congrats! I hid in the hallway on recharge. <laughs> smack, smack, smack! Nice. I wasn't that's what playing I, that's the brightest how I got team. Mine too. I got two achievements tonight. The fu- the funniest thing. Okay, on recharge, you know, you have the big hall that wraps around or mm-hmm. over to the sword room. Yep. Anyway, the little you know window up there that's uh, you can hop up to get grenades. Yeah, I was hiding right there. And, you know, my teammates were down, down, uh, you know, down below me defending, but like just three times in a row, I mean, literally any row, the enemy team hops up there. I'm right there at the door. Smack. I mean, they're not even done with their clamber yet. And I'm beating them over the head with, with the ball. Someone doesn't <laughs> like, know how the oddball throw damage works. <laughs> throw the ground, throw a grenade up there or something, you know, or just say, thanks for the achievement. So I'm like, <laughs> right. Yeah, I honestly, I thought that that one was, I thought that one was going to be a lot more of a struggle to get mm. for me. I mean, not like double kill with Spartan laser difficult, but I haven't even looked at what the multiplayer achievements actually are. I mean, I know I got quite a few. I got two of them tonight, which was a complete limited time challenge, and then getting uh, melee, get a back smack with someone that was scoped in which are pretty mm-hmm. standard ones. Yeah, I don't think I've got that one yet. I, I had a yeah, active camo, and I I have the challenge for the <laughs> event where it's um, 
backsmack tin enemies. Mm-hmm. And I was on the the one with the labs, like the little um greenhouse lab in the middle type thing. I don't oh, know what the map's called. Yeah. I and I just ran for camo every time because the other team didn't go for it. And I just walked around the map. And if you walk around you don't show up on radar. So whenever I saw someone, I would just go yeah. up and backsmack them. So uh well we were gonna the plan was to talk about 360 games since I think because I was waiting for Haas to be back on that, but we went on a whole big tangent about the state <laughs> of Halo Infinite matchmaking and the Battle Pass, so we'll attempt that again next week. Uh, but there were a couple things that I wanted to touch on before we wrap the podcast. There's a new article over on Halo Waypoint because uh, there is going to be a new little uh, trailer coming out this Sunday during uh, AFC and there's an article to go with it the uh, silver debrief which they're kind of talking about the silver timeline of Halo Mm -hmm. for those who don't know the TV show is in the same universe but with some differences so it's going to have a lot of the same underlying parts of the Halo universe tied into the story and there's going to be influences across both size of the fence from the TV show and the games, but it's not going to be fully game canonical. So there's things that they've changed that will not match up with what people are used to in the Which game lore. Which is understandable being that it's a TV show. Yeah. Yep. I mean, you know, a lot of <laughs> Halo's... Established canon doesn't translate to video format that well. So, at least as an interesting story. So, I'm interested to see how far they diverge off of the existing path. The one thing that they did say in the article is they're doing their best they can to have the two run, you know, side by side. Mm -hmm. Um. And stuff from the silver timeline can make its way into the, uh, you know, the official core timeline. Canon. And then there's going to be some stuff in the core canon that makes it into the silver timeline. You know, they talked about, you know, maybe <clears throat> weapons or vehicles crossing over or, you know, some other things. So I think from what I've read in the article, it sounds like they're doing a pretty good job of making it to where, you know, even the hardcore horror nuts for, you know, the Halo universe will, will enjoy the TV show. I think it should just be enjoyable to watch, hit some of the key notes of the Halo story, mm-hmm. and Halo fans will be happy. Maybe somebody gets an interest in Halo and, you know, finds books or, you know, whatever. Maybe games aren't their median, but, you know, they'll find something that draws them in. And I, I, I do hope the show is successful. I, uh, Halo fans have been waiting for something like this for a long, long time. time. Yeah. Still not the movie we still <laughs> want, but you know, it's, this is a good step in that direction. If there is a good success here. So mm-hmm. I don't know the, the whole forward under Dawn thing. It kind of scratched that itch for me. I don't know about anybody yeah. else. I, Forward Unto Dawn was great. I liked it. I'm not going to talk about the other one. <laughs> yeah, we, Forward we don't Dawn mention the other one. Yeah. That's Fight Club. We don't mention that. <laughs> you know, the, the Forward Unto Dawn 
series, which I mean, 90 minute, it kind of scratched that itch for the halo movie for me. Would I love to see more? Yes. I'm a halo fan. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'll take whatever you'll give me as long as it's not the fall of reach. The animated series. (laughs) Anyway, I didn't mind that. I didn't mind it that much, but I mean, Could have been better. They, went, they went out of their way to change facts that didn't need changed. Hmm. They're, I, I'm, you know, they're, they talked about it being on a grand scale as far as this TV show. And I, I believe it because just seeing what they've put out so far via, you know, the trailers and just some of the, the pictures that have made it out onto the internet. It looks freaking awesome. It does. I just want this show to be on at least the level of the Witcher on Netflix. I think if they can do that, even though that's not technically a video game show, if it's that level of production and that quality of storytelling and everything else, I think Halo fans will be happy. And that's, that's what I'm hoping for. And I'm, until I get bored out of my mind with it, I'm going to remain hopeful. Um, the for all the lore nerds kind of reeling it in that it is not going to be lore accurate, one hundred percent. I think that'll mm-hmm. help people really just enjoy it for what it is. Yeah, and, and the the people that that stuff is probably going to bother, they all know now, and. I think the more casual Halo fan who's just going to be like, oh, cool, a Halo show, I'll watch that. They won't care. They're, they're until just, they, as until long they get as the interested in good, something they start talking and about and they go to the Halo what, fans like, what no, actually, that's not what happens in, in the <laughs> canon. Yeah, all, the, all those Halo wiki sites are going to need like a big actually, tab, probably silver do. timeline. <laughs> then like, I'm going to message CIA right now yeah, and actually ask well, them, like hey, said, it it about a silver timeline. timeline tag on the wiki? Like, and call it out. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, yeah, I'm kind of curious to see how far they diverge because, you know, with this TV show, they have the opportunity to really tell a whole new story and not really cross over a lot of the established lore with, you know, other than with like characters. So, I mean, it's not something that they have to like totally redcon something that's already in the universe. There's plenty of space to work around in pardon the pun, but anyway, there's a lot of, there's a lot of time in the halo universe that we don't. And this may help fill out some of it. I mean, that's one of the things they mentioned in the article is this gives us a platform to explore Mm -hmm. some of those areas. I mean, the, the books do that. We know the books are canonical with the games, at least. Um, I mean, people haven't had really problem with Halo Legends not being lore accurate. So I, I think just it's not lore accurate. I remember right. No. Um. Anyways, so there's that. Um, continuing updates for matchmaking issues and the battle pass system continues to go on. I think those are kind of the biggest news stories in Halo right now. Uh, there's also the HCS uh, qualifiers that are happening every week. Uh, the North American qualifiers or, or open brackets are happening right now, actually. I think they're in their finals for today. Okay. Uh, so they're in the loser's bracket. That's happening. Right now. Uh, 
not much <laughs> else I think going on really in the in the Halo space. Maybe next time we'll actually talk about 360 game sunsets. See if we can put off battle pass discussions for another day. Uh, we'll see what happens. <laughs> I don't know. That all depends on what. Right. Uh, that all depends on what happens right. between now and then. What but, changes they make? I mean, for for everyone that's out there listening, we're 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 passionate folks. We we have some some legacy niches niches on their back that obviously not everyone's going to share, and we are more than open to hear your opinions and talk about them. Everyone's opinion does matter. Just be respectful about it. Um, and we'd love to hear your thoughts. Drop us a line on Discord. Tag us in social media. We'd love to hear what you guys think. I'll, I'll put this out there again just because we haven't gotten to it yet, but if you have any fond memories of playing Halo on your 360 for Halo 3, Halo 4, or Halo Reach, let us know. Hopefully talk about that next week, actually. <laughs> and that'll be our topic uh, for next week. And hopefully start diving into campaign discussions because that's long overdue too for Halo Infinite. It's not going to be a spoiler at that point, so we're not going to mark it as a spoiler. <laughs> It'll be nearly two months. No, if you haven't played yeah. campaign by now, it, it's on you. Yep. I, I gave everybody till January 1st. <laughs> <laughs> and I gave you 27 extra days. You're welcome. All right. Did I miss anything else, guys? <laughs> New ways? Okay. okay. Nothing no, for me. You can check it. us out on social media. We are on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. You can also check us out on YouTube. We also have our Twitch, which we stream on every Thursday night at 8.30 for our podcast. For those that are listening right now, thank you so much for coming on over. For those that listen to us on the download, uh, you can find us on iTunes, Amazon Podcasts, Facebook Podcasts, Stitcher, pretty much anywhere you can find podcasts. If there's a place that we are not, let us know, and we will work to get our podcast on the platform of your choosing. Also, you can check us out on Fridays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time for Fragon Friday. Vote for that is also in our Discord, podtacular.com slash Discord. And then on Sundays is our Achieving Halo I am currently playing with Bobby, trying to go through Halo Wars on 360 and get the general rank achievement. Spoiler, there's not a strategy guide for Halo Infinite. That is true. And First time we haven't we haven't seen a Prima guide for Halo. No, there's not. It's kind of sad. Yeah. I'm kind of depressed. Did too. I, I did wanted too. to add to my collection. Got to play that graduation <laughs> song. As we go on. Oh, geez. Nice. Uh, you can check us out on, <clears throat> um, yeah, I got, I got the three, so never mind. Uh, <laughs> I got the three. Uh, yep. Uh, again, for Discord, that's where most of the community hangs out. Um, if you've got a cool little clip that you have from Halo Infinite or a screenshot or a cool little Halo story, we'd love to hear about it, and we'll talk about it during our Tales from the Foxhole segment, which we actually kind of forgot to do um, at the beginning of the show because. We we just got distracted a little bit. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Store, battle Store. pass. Big team issues still. Pens posted a little video clip. Or uh actually just a screen. No, it is a clip. It's a OneDrive link and it looks like a picture on, on uh <coughs> Discord. But uh he has a little cool little clip that he's shared with us on our Discord. Uh I think that was the only new thing. Yeah. So that's our Discord, podtacular.com slash Discord. 
If you want to support the show, there are a number of ways you can do that. Best way of all is to just share us with um, your friends, your family, anyone else who'd be interested in Halo uh, podcasts or hearing people rant about the Battle Pass. Try to dial that down over the next few episodes as much as we can. Um, just happens to be the talk of the town for the Halo community right now, so that's where most of our attention is. You can support us also by becoming a mm-hmm. subscriber on Twitch. You can also support us over on Patreon, podtechlord.com slash Patreon. Get access to our podcast live stream VODs from Twitch. Uh, also, a shout out to Confowl, Pins, and Prestige for being loyal patrons over there. Many about to go on two years, actually. And we also have PayPal if you choose to donate to us directly, podtechlord.com slash donate. I will be hopefully playing some more Infinite. We'll see if we have Infinite up on the game night for tomorrow. Uh, for those listening to download, uh, see if we'll have it on for next week. Um, if you see us on, let us know. Gents, it's been good. Hopefully we can actually get some Halo Infinite on all three of us together at some point. I don't think we've actually done that yet since the game is launched. Us doesn't like to play with us. <laughs> you guys are over I mean, that you're, side, and I'm over on this side, and those hours. Hey, I'm sorry, soon, you're on the wrong coast. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll be, I'll I be remedying, remedying, remedying that. Anyways, have a good night, everybody, <laughs> or good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. And until next time, keep on cracking them trucks. Mm-hmm.